0: All right. Welcome, everyone. Little snafu this morning, but we're, back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> oh, we're back. Oh, we are got a lot of news today, just like the past couple of weeks. May 1 being Jerome Powell, Sunday, 60 minutes, reiterated everything, but kind of snuck in there that... Uh, he always says something. Yeah, he kind of just said, you know, um, commercial real estate may... May might might be a little problem. Like little one.
1: Jerome Powell has the least sexy hot takes I know. Like he does he throws these hot takes in and they come off so minor, snuck in, so monotone.
0: He just talks like this and it's okay, right?
1: If you talk like that, it's not an issue.
0: It's not an issue. But when maybe it is talk, when you talk like we talk. This is what you get. Commercial real estate, a manageable problem for some banks. Some banks will close. Some small banks will close.
1: Some banks will close. Some banks will. Well, that sounds very manageable. It's manageable for some banks, but not for others. Got you. Got you. I understand. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But hey, we got you covered. You're fine. You're covered. FDIC insurance. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, New York Community Bank, you know, they had it covered, right? Right? Absolutely. I mean, that couldn't be why They're doing great right their, Wait. Their, their risk chief left a month before they reported the Q4 losses.
1: What What, what is that exactly as a risk chief? Like, I would feel like title alone, it's probably the chief officer responsible for mitigating risk.
0: Yeah, making sure shit doesn't hit the fan.
1: Okay, yeah. So if they Here, leave... Right. I'm gonna assume shit's about to hit the fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm oh let me look at the oh yeah. Hey, you know uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go take a vacation for per- permanent. <laughs> hey
1: guys, uh
0: nothing yeah. to see here, nothing, nothing to see here. No, I'm hey, just you know go away. Hey, yeah. Early retirement, early retirement, yeah. You know? What the heck? Well, hey, where it's does been this been a
1: stressful work? couple of years? I'm good.
0: Yeah, does this sound familiar though? Like we've heard this story before? Like possibly signature bank before signature they went
1: bank? under it's very similar. Wait, wait, but who bought sign who took over signature bank's assets?
0: New York Community Bank.
1: Wait a minute. Do they know something we don't know? Uh I I think so. I, I, I think, think they were, were sitting there and they're like, man, what is a really good roadmap? What's another bank we should follow their lead on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's do the you same thing they did.
0: Hey, they tried to sell their assets. So you know what? We're going to, we're, we're fine financially. You know, the, the new CEO came out yesterday, said everything's good. Right. You know, we got plenty of assets, you know, our cap rates only 3 billion. Wait, no, no, we're not going to tell you that. Um, Cap
1: cap rates only 3 billion, but don't
0: you have 113 billion in assets? Yeah. But, but our deposits are strong and we're, we're, we're good. Yeah. You know? right. uh, well, what happens when you have a low cap rate and you need to borrow money? You can't borrow a lot of money. You can't borrow a lot of money
1: because your cap rate's low, because that's what exactly. they're looking at.
0: Yep. So you're looking at this and you're thinking, I'm watching the hamster go around the wheel mm-hmm. the same way it has before.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: And I think you that's know?
1: like something people think about, right? It's like, you know what? Why did Signature Bank um fall? Why did Silicon Valley was because people like kind of what ended up happening was people were withdrawing funds, right? Mm-hmm. But oh, the FDIC insures to two hundred fifty thousand. We're we don't really care about the FDIC. Like we're not talking about you and me, right? Like yeah. with the,
0: right. What
1: when you're like if you know if you see your bank has lost sixty percent of its stock value in the last week. You're going to be concerned of is that bank going to have issues, right? Am I going to be able to have my money, right? But you're protected. FDA. you know who's also going to be really concerned? The businesses that bank with said bank, Bank. right? And they may have more than the the insured amount in the bank, Mm -hmm. so they're going to do what if they're concerned?
0: Pull pull out,
1: and they might be pulling out a lot bigger. Which re- reduce their net deposits, which reduces their liquidity, which reduces, reduces, and requires them to get financing that's based off their cap rate, which their cap rate is com- like completely shrunk. Yeah. Like this, like this is a problem. This is where you see that cycle and that issue happen, right? Yep.
0: But but what's the problem with pulling it out? It's where do you go? Yeah, where do you go? And this is the whole domino effect of what we see happening in commercial, Mm -hmm. because this is a warning that came out that small banks are headed for trouble uh, amid commercial real estate woes.
1: 20 of the largest
0: local banks have over 50% of loans devoted to commercial assets.
1: And that's something we've talked heavily about on this this channel. Every week we're talking about commercial real estate, the potential drop in commercial real estate value. We've seen it and the domino effects are starting. The first few dominoes have already fallen.
0: Yep. And this was the interesting line out of of this article. Regulators, including Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, are monitoring the situation closely, urging banks to bolster loan loss reserves and liquidity levels.
1: Like if the treasury secretary is saying this and regulators are saying this, this is basically them saying, hey guys, hey hey we know this is an issue and it's going to be a big issue and guess what? We're going to be checking on you.
0: Yep. Yep. bolster those bolster those lo- loan loss reserves because we know we know you're going to have loan losses. We yep. know for a fact you're going to have loan losses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and liquidity levels. But what happens to a bank when, when they have to bolster their reserves and their liquidity levels? What does it now allow them to do now?
1: Provide Spend loans. Money.
0: Buy loans. Provide, loans. Provide loans. Get money out. Give money out. So now what happens is, okay, that commercial guy who wants to build a strip mall down the road Now goes to one of these 20 banks and they say, Well, I can't do that loan anymore. Or if I am going to do that loan, I now need this, this, this. And instead of doing a 10% down commercial Mm -hmm. construction perm loan, we're gonna have to (coughs) have you put in 40%. Yep. And he may just say, Well, that's not worth it. And I'm just gonna walk away. I'm not gonna build it. And this is how the whole domino effect begins to, to just, it just starts to fall. Yep. And the whole thing is it's it's not just here in the U.S. either. Yesterday, German bank PBB, and I'm not trying to pronounce the name, don't make me. Judge fun brief bank. <laughs> is that
1: right? I have no Sounded idea.
0: Good. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> good. Sounds good. Which is an extremely large German bank. I think they're, Second biggest, next to Deutsche itself, okay. um, they came out and said they were bol- bolstering their loan loss reserves because of their commercial holdings in the United States. We're in the United States. People are just States. gonna love it's us across, across the world. Oh yeah, yeah. And listen to this: despite these expenses, PBB remains profitable thanks to its financial strength. Even in the greatest real estate crisis since the financial crisis,
1: since the financial greatest, and remember, guys, it feels like a big deal here, but a lot of these, like Germany included, Japan, China, Britain, like so many of these other countries across the world, they're experiencing much worse than what we are right now.
0: Mm -hmm. The German housing market itself is in doldrums, they've lost 20 or 30 percent somewhere in that ballpark. Um, in their housing values already, mm-hmm. and then of course you had one of Japan's bank take a twenty percent hit again due to what U.S. commercial property. So you've got to look at this and just think, holy cow! You know, there's we said that it, it's it's extremely larger than mm-hmm. what happened with the housing market. Yeah and you, you're just looking at it like okay it's it's nerve-wracking a little bit but then you look at it and it's like okay well how's how's all this kind of affecting us because you, you're gonna you, for the first time in 90 years the u.s money supply actually contracted and the last time this we have less happened, money out there we have less money why would you have less money because you have to cover your loan reserve, so you can't create money by creating loans, which is the way we do it. Yep, correct.
1: Yeah, first so, time since
0: 1933.
1: Yeah. What happened? I mean, that's that's coming out of the depression, right? Well, I,
0: I, I mean, that actually was like the m- middle, peak. the peak
1: of the depression. See, they were coming yeah. out positive, yeah. They were, they were 50% of the way, 51 They were on the
0: they were on the upswing. Yeah, they were on the upswing, kind of. So That's you're looking at this. You know, you're kind of looking at this money supply decreasing the first time. What's something we also have talked about what we haven't really hit on recently? The the re- reverse yield curve between the yes. 10 year and the two, mm-hmm. which has always historically been a sign of a recession. Yep. But no one talks about it anymore. It's just like, oh, this is the well, new we've, norm.
1: We've redefined what a recession is. Like, mm-hmm. it, it changes. It's it's fluid. Like it's yep. whatever we feel like it is.
0: Yeah. And with all this going on, you've still got the U.S. Yesterday, issued a record number of ten-year Treasury bonds. Yep. Forty-two billion dollars worth okay. of Treasury bonds. And they got sucked up. Yeah. They got, they got taken like quickly. Yeah. So,
1: um, I mean, it was 87% um, of direct or indirect bidders, um, bought but bonds, which was the highest level since August of last year. Um, the cover rate was 2.56, which was higher than the average over the last 12 months of two point, like this was an in-demand
0: auction. It was a good, it was a good, it was a good auction. It was actually yeah. a good auction. And I think, quite honestly, it's a flight to safety for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Because are you going to start? Are you going to be looking at commercial bonds right now? No, no, not at all. Are you going to be looking to China to buy bonds? No, <laughs> no, nope. Japan, no. Nope. Nope. So where's the where's quote the safest place right now to buy? to invest in bonds. It's, it's the U S
1: yeah.
0: You know, and they're actually, they're doing 131 billion today of 30 year notes as well. Yeah.
1: There you go. I like that. Very conservative. Yeah. But this in Sub inflation percentage. All right. Let's yep. see.
0: But this is the interesting thing. Look what we have to refinance next year. That's next year.
1: We don't talk next about next year.
0: year. Yeah. 2024. We have to refinance $8.9 trillion of debt plus plus our deficit, which will probably be another two to two and a half. Whoa,
1: whoa. Did you hear though? The Congressional Budget Office this morning was on CNBC. They said our deficit's only at 1.6, not two.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. We're improving. (laughs) We're improving. Even though they're issuing $760 billion worth of debt, this quarter?
1: We'll look at it.
0: This quarter. I mean, it's the Fukazi, Fukuzi. Yeah, I think we mentioned that they're kind of front loading so that when it gets to the election, it'll look really nice.
1: It'll look really nice. Something, I, 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 I and I might be jumping around here, but um, something that was really, really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm reading a little notes. The Congressional Budget Office made a comment here that they anticipate unemployment to rise. To four point four percent by the end of twenty twenty four. Ah, we're at three point seven percent right now. That's uh, not that big of an increase.
0: What is that? That's million another one
1: point one million people.
0: One point one million out
1: of million. a job. Roughly an eighteen yeah. percent increase in unemployment.
0: What you know? What that tells me too. You know when the first rate cut's going to be? June. You know why? Because historically, after the first rate cut. After a rate increase, unemployment jumps six months after. You can go back and check the charts. Unemployment always jumps six months after the first rate cut. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Where- Which I always found I found that one interesting. It's like, but you go back and you check, like, oh my gosh, it is. It's actually right six. Roughly six months, all of a sudden the unemployment it's, rate will speed it's, up.
1: It's almost like you you you're reading straight off of their conversation, like you have their transcript, because they said that they expect the Fed to start cutting in either the May or June meeting of this year.
0: Hmm. But this is the congressional budget office. I know. I know. And it's it's not, not like history ever repeats itself.
1: No, no, it's no.
0: It's, it's it could be wrong. They're gonna yeah.
1: cut in in, in March.
0: Yes. Yeah, We all
1: know that's not happening.
0: Yep, that is not happening. But how is no, all this affecting you know, affecting our the realtors?
1: Industry? Three months ago, that that wasn't going to happen. I was getting hate mail.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was getting from oh, in. it was like no, okay. You believe what you want to believe. I'll no. I'll keep I'll, looking at what's actually yeah, happening. Yeah, I'll look at the charts and data. You know, but how is it affecting our industry? Well, we lost a wholesaler today. I don't know if you ever used them, but I
1: I did not. Um, I didn't work with Fairway um, on their wholesale. They they still have a retail division, um, Mm -hmm. but basically Fairway operated two divisions, a retail, like a direct consumer and then a wholesale, which is where they work with brokers like myself and so forth. Um, And they shut down their wholesale division to focus all their efforts on the retail, which tells me, like, why would you shut down a division? No business. No business, no concern, like can't have the money and resources in that. Like you've got to consolidate. You're not profitable. Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't shut down things that are working. Right. There's kinks in armor.
0: And I I think based on the volume of sales and the lack of, of um, refinances, I think you may see your pool shrink up a little bit like we have in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. What happens before recession? You start seeing some of these lenders start, start closing their doors.
1: Yep. Well, we've and seen then we had over the last year. Yep.
0: And then this is a company that we do a lot of work with here in in real estate. All the electronic signatures, pretty probably what ninety percent of the electronic signatures that yeah, go out, eighty to
1: ninety,
0: yeah, are are with DocuSign.
1: Yeah.
0: And they just cut their their workforce by
1: 6%. I just like the CEO. Sorry that we have to do this again. <laughs> hey guys, I'm super sorry that we got to do this again. Hey, 400 of you, you're gone. You're
0: gone. Uh,
1: what, what will be really interesting is I'd like to revisit this article at the end of the year, like Q4 uh, or Q1 of next year when they're doing their fourth, like their, their, their annual or their Q4 reports. I'm yes. curious what bonuses the CEO is going to get for how he managed them through this, you know, this hard time.
0: <laughs> oh, those, those are the, those are always the interesting ones. So, um, so you see all, all this economic news is, 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 affecting us. You know, I think we're, what we're trying to show you is that we're trying to get beyond just the headline of, Oh, it, the way you make things look, you know, 8% up this, you know, this is great, but it's always where you got to look into the details of the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, for our, for our market, what we're seeing here in Orlando is, you know, you you've seen the slower pace of everything Mm -hmm. overall and this, you know, getting into this week's numbers, you know, we did have a little bit of an increase in the number of sales. We jumped from 259 to 356. That's nice. That's roughly about 100, 100 homes, additional homes sold. But what I did is I went back and looked at okay, what was the rate about 30, 45 days ago? That's our typical closing time period right mm-hmm. now. And that was really where we had hit that low again. You know, the T-bill had dropped to about 3.8, and we're sitting at that six and a half rate. And it felt like, you know, hey, things were going to pick up a little bit overall. And you can see they did. You know, more homes actually actually sold. Yep. Inventory holding pretty steady overall. But then our condo market is still just in the doldrums with only 116 homes sold for the week. And the inventory continues to increase. And the one thing that didn't change during this time, even though we sold more homes, is the amount that people are coming off their original list price. Mm -hmm. We are holding steady at roughly about 93.5% off the original list list price on average. And in the high end luxury market, you're seeing a big difference. They're about 10% off the original list price. So on a million and a half dollar home, you can expect, you should be able to negotiate roughly about $150,000 off that original list price. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's a big that's a big cut. Yeah. That's a, that's a really big cut. You know, and then we look at our sales overall, you know, you see the weekly sales. We finally got back above that median line. You know, the period average is 323 right now. Finally pushed back above that. And then days on market, we're still holding steady in that 60 day range. And you see the inventory over the past month really kind of kind of flattened out a little bit you know mm-hmm. i'm expecting you know usually march mid-march is when we start seeing people getting ready for the for the spring season see that pop up a little bit then we get into the condo market this is where you're seeing the real huge price drops and this one was the big one under 250,000, which i think probably is about 75 percent of the condo market here Really? Mm-hmm. Look at this. 84.5% off the original list price. That's a, big, that's a big drop. That's a huge drop. And the days on market is, is just holding steady up there. It's 64 days on market. Mm-hmm. And then, again, we look at our weekly sales. And our average has dropped to 109.
1: Well, we have this peak over
0: it this last yeah. uh, last month, week. Yeah. End of the month. Let's see what yep. it does next week. <laughs> Absolutely. And then our inventory is continuing to increase. Just since January, we're up nearly 7% on the inventory. Yep. And a lot of this, I think, is is a lot of investors saying, I can't afford to rent to hold these properties and rent them anymore due to the, you know, if they've got a loan, the carrying cost of loan and the carrying cost of the HOAs. Mm -hmm. And this, I wanted to throw this one in because I found it interesting in the condo market, active foreclosures. We jumped to 11 active foreclosures where we've held, you know, pretty steady around four or five over the past couple of weeks the act of foreclosures on condos is picking up.
1: I mean, it's only 11.
0: I I, I know it's, it's, it's not nowhere near where it used to be, but when you double the number of foreclosures, is that a tall tale sign for what may be coming down the road? It
1: may be coming. And it's all because what we've talked about the condo market in Florida, specifically like with the insurance requirements, the updates, and it's really just, you know, I get it. Like, costs are going up and, and these associations they don't want to increase their monthly condo dues and the challenge is, is sometimes they're making decisions not understanding that decisions so to save it. 10 15 20 a month because they just don't want to see another increase and say well we're going to increase our deductible to x from this to that as an association to keep our costs down And now that's not insurable for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and now they basically have, they've kind of got properties that they can only get cash buyers, and they're stuck because you 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 can't you don't have you've you've shrunk your pool, and um and that's the hard part is they just don't know, and you have property managers that don't understand or aren't conveying these to the association boards, um or to the 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 actual owners. When they're having these votes and making these decisions, and they're basically, and the big key here is, is like we've talked, you talked to the once they make the decision, now we have to, if we want to change a lot of these boards, we have to, they have to hold a meeting, they've got to give ample oh notice, God, yeah. they've got to get you know seventy percent approval or sixty percent approval in the community, which that might take 45, 60 days for them to go through the notices, the scheduling, everything else, just to have the meeting to decide if they're going to do this. So we don't even know, like people trying to sell from those communities are stuck sometimes and they don't realize it.
0: Yep. And so it's too late. And it just, I just don't see that market recovering quickly. I think it's going to be a very stale market for Actually, for, for a couple of years, yeah. You know, until things, some, something's got to even out on it.
1: Yeah. You know, I know that there's good. been some insurance reform in Florida um, on the state legislative level that we were told that happened last year. We were told it's going to take about five to six years for it to balance out. So mm-hmm. I could say, like, if it's going to take five to six years to balance out, we may be looking, we could be looking at that entire 10 year duration being a, a soft point or a stale point for condos.
0: Yep, very true. Very true. Well, thank you all for joining us again, Joe. Thank you as always. As always, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Rocky guys, like, subscribe, hit that yes, button. Like button. Do something. Share us. <laughs>